Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Sports Biz Los Angeles, Sports Media Los Angeles, along with... Uh, Tom Hoforth, Los Angeles Times fine sports writer and sports business journal fine sports writer. I am Fred. You are not. You can email us at sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. And so yesterday at um, 3.30, I get my mail and I get USA Today Sports Weekly. And I'm going to read you the cover now. Um, March Madness, conference uh, attorneys, uh, postseason, blank, 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 blank. Halo Happy. Can calm of Anthony Rendon be Angels' difference maker? Then it goes down to NBA. Lakers versus Clippers. Who wins in playoffs? And next week, fantasy baseball extra. Tom Hofarth, take it from there. Well, as we were talking about in last week's show, and you were more adamant about talking about what will happen with the coronavirus being a factor in, you know, will fans be barred from games? And we were talking about that. I, I had no inclination that games would be canceled. And in such a domino effect, not just over the last 24 hours, but 48 hours. I mean, when hour to hour, this thing changes. And it's, it's interesting to try to follow it on Twitter because that's kind of my main news source. Um, because to me, it, you can see news as it exactly happens and then get some explanation for it. So when Major League Baseball decided today to cancel the first two weeks of the season, or at least postpone them, you know, cancel spring training and push the season back, today is when the NCAA said the tournament not only will not be played again in front of people, it won't be played at all, uh, men and women. So, you know, and the NHL says it's it's pausing its season, whatever that means. Um, it took the NBA to sort of take the first step because they had a player who contracted the virus who unfortunately was making a, lot, a light of it earlier in the, in the week and now has to change his tune and apologize for it because now he's infected a teammate. So it takes sports to catch up a little bit to what's going on, but in a lot of ways sports really is a driving force in how the rest of the the world sort of reacts to things, and I and I mean just just in, in our world of news and, and sports in America, because obviously I think America is probably a week to ten days behind the rest of the world in reacting to this, and it's now catching up. But it's you know from what I'm hearing, it's not too late. We can still do what we have to do, and when your job is to cover sports, you put sports as sort of the prism by which you judge things and learn things. And my wife works for LAUSD for a school that's out there, and today they're trying to decide whether to continue classes or not and then how that affects everything else. And there, there's so many things to factor in, aside from the kids' health. It's, it, it's money, it's, it's child care, it's all sorts of elements that you sort of, you sort of go, 
why do I have to wash my hands and do all these precautions? Why do I have to wipe down my keyboard? Why, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll be fine. I'm a whatever age person, and I'm, even if I catch it, I'm going to fight it off. But I think this, uh, this obviously makes us think how we have our actions affect other people, especially older people who are more susceptible. So we have to sort of put their needs ahead of ours. And, um, you know, I, I don't know what to compare this to. We were talking even a month ago about the Kobe Bryant death. What do you compare that to? I don't know what to compare this to. I mean, 9-11 perhaps. Um, somebody put out a, a, a tweet that said coronavirus, coronavirus just did what World War II could not do. It derailed the start of the Major League Baseball season because FDR wanted baseball as a distraction from the war. But now the war is here, and it's on our territory, and the foe is invisible, and it's deadly. So um, not being a germaphobe, I was not taking it lightly, but I do take it seriously enough to, to say, you tell me what to do. If you're the expert, you tell me what to do. How does this affect my life? You know, if we've got to shut things down, um, we have to shut things down. And today is probably one of the strangest days I've ever seen as a sports writer as a sports fan and as a person in the fact that we finally got on the same page and we decided we need to shut this down as quickly as possible. We, we don't know week to week how we're going to deal with this, but let's shut it down now and we'll figure things out. And um, it, it's scary in a lot of ways, but it's important in a lot of ways as a way to learn what we have to do to survive as common people and, and as, as sports fans, whether sports can lead the way in this discussion or not, you know, if it gives you context on how to, to size it up, then maybe that's what we need. So I, I, I suspect, Fred, that you are one who is uh, very well-versed in hygiene. You seem to be a kind of guy that uh, is a not a germ phobe. I don't want to call anybody that because I think it has negative connotations, but as somebody who is vigilant about keeping yourself healthy. Well, okay, so... In, in one's life, there were certain days that one will never forget. And right. uh, August 23rd, uh, the day after Marischal and Roseboro got into it, Colfax on the Hill, uh, my little brother, genius little brother, died of leukemia in 1965. Oh, right. There right. are certain days in your life you will never forget. Obviously, a 9-11, you can't forget. But obviously, Gary takes priority over everything. But yesterday, and folks, we're taping this at right now, 5.04 Thursday afternoon. And tomorrow, by the way, folks, is Friday the 13th. I'm not sure how it could be much worse in the last couple of days here. But anyways, um, um, what happened yesterday was I get the USA Today about 3.30. And I, played, I play on FanDuel and DraftKings. Uh, I play fantasy stuff. And uh, about uh, 4 o'clock, I get a notice that... Uh, Gobert uh, is game time decision. Then I get a notice oh, that, right, he's, right. That, he's, that he's not going to play. And then yeah. I turn on, uh, was it ESPN on Thursday night? On Wednesday night? I don't know. I think it was ESPN on Wednesday night. And um, they said the game is canceled. And I said to my wife, something's going on here. And uh, a few minutes later, we find out why Gobert was uh, positive for the disease. And then today we find out that... Uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell, the second jazz player, and as you indicated on Monday of this week, uh, Rudy not taking it seriously, Gobert not taking it seriously, touches everybody's microphones and uh, yeah. and whatever from the dais, and uh, not funny now. And um, my wife and I go to the gym three, four days a week. We didn't go today, and again we but we went we went yesterday, and we knew about the disease, we knew about the illness. Uh, my wife brings. Uh, 
Purell, whatever it is, and they got Purell at the gym. But, you know, again, if it's supposed to happen, it's going to happen. So the question is, you hear that, okay, in L.A. City, they say you can't go and nothing over 250 seats uh, will be open. Okay, the gym's got a couple hundred people at any point. Yeah. So, so that's the same yeah. thing. Well, what am I there for? I'm 230 pounds. We're only there for 30 minutes. Uh, why put yourself on the spot? So I, I don't know what the future is uh, as far as that is concerned. But something just came over the wire that I found interesting. I'm going to throw it to you, Tom Oforth, of the L.A. Times and Sports Business Journal. WWE uh, remains committed to holding WrestleMania. Okay. <laughs> Wait a minute. And then a second later, I get a message saying the XFL is canceled the rest of the season. Now, mm. let, me, let me think here. Uh, which one makes more money for, for Vince yeah. McMahon, the XFL or the WWE? Tom Hoforth, what do you think? Well, it kind of hit me the same way that Disneyland said it was going to be closing. Just not today. It's going to close on the 14th. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Why is, you know... The only days Disneyland has ever closed was the day after JFK, yeah. the day of the, the Northridge earthquake, and 9-11. And so now you're going to say, okay, this is up on par with that, but we're going to just wait a couple of days because, you know, things have to, you know, people bought tickets there in town. So it's like I, I don't understand how that works. And from a, from a sports perspective, I was reading the Sports Business Journal, sent out a special edition today, and the lead basically said, is it really possible to expect sports leaders to have had a strategic plan for dealing with this pandemic? They had memos, they had discussions, they had what-if scenarios, but who could have properly planned for the dramatic acceleration of the last two weeks, let alone the last two hours? And it puts the sports industry in a really precarious position. And but at least they're all in it together. I don't, I don't see how WWE can stand apart from this. Obviously, it's not a sport in a lot of people's minds. It's an entertainment thing. But to me, it's like going to the movies. And and part of what you do at a WWE event is touch people. You high five people. You scream and you hug and you you, you have a fun time. I don't understand how that even is 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 it possible so i'm watching last night's pac-12 game between colorado and washington state the pac-12 basketball tournament in vegas it's it's the late game bill walton's doing the game with ted robinson and bill is in his normal jovial mood and i i said i don't get it is he what is his disconnect from all this right i mean it's obviously there's not that many fans in the stands there are some because they didn't get the word out early enough before they canceled the tournament this morning but it, it to me was like bill you got to plug in I, I i'm your biggest supporter and even right now i can't fathom why you're just being so lighthearted about this whole thing and then you know wanting to talk about the things he usually does and and this is really to me if you're talking about college sports in particular it's really a teachable moment and the story I, I wanted to kind of bring up, too, was uh, the UCLA women's team found out, you know, obviously with everybody else this morning, that they weren't going to go to this, the tournament. Everything shut down. So Corey Close, who's the UCLA women's coach, obviously she's disappointed. She calls her team together. You know, the Bruins are, had a chance to make history in a lot of ways. She, she holds a meeting with the players, and, and it's basically, she says, listen, this is uncharted territory. It's okay to be disappointed. It's even okay to be angry. The pandemic is nobody's fault. It's not fair, but it's how we all respond to it that's going to show what we're made out of. It's a growth mindset. 
I'm going to use whatever unfair circumstances happens to me as an opportunity to learn and grow. So if sports has ingrained that into us, hopefully that's how we react. And then that's where leadership comes out. Because I think earlier in the day, Jay Billis was obviously tweeting a lot saying, hey, listen, you guys do so much to exploit kids in college sports. Just do us a favor and cancel the tournament. I mean, what happened Wednesday night was just was was embarrassing for the sport, for those tournaments that were going on in light of everything else. So they finally, you know, Mark Emmert finally gets his, his stuff together and they decide this today. But it, it's it's situations like this where I think leadership kind of takes over with people who you wouldn't normally expect leaders to kind of rise to the top and say, listen, let, let's have a calm approach to this. Here's what we do. Because obviously some of our elected leaders did not do this. They didn't plan well for this. They don't react well to this. This is out of their realm of expertise, and they can't fake it anymore. So just kind of get out of the way. Let the experts deal with this. And that's kind of what I was – trying to wrap my head around last week when we were talking about this. I said, I don't know what to do, but I know that there are smart people who will figure this out. And finally, it took a week to kind of catch up to speed. Folks, uh, we're in dire straits right now. There's no question. It's a worldwide uh, pandemic. And uh, uh, for the leagues to close down, it's 100% correct. You've got to be uh, as safe as possible for the fans, uh, for the kids that play, for the adults that play, whatever the case might be. You've got to keep it as safe as possible. Now, NASCAR is going to be racing this weekend without any fans. Uh, so, I mean, that's one thing. Uh, nine horses have, have died so far at Santa Anita, which has nothing to do with the pandemic here, but uh, something that uh, I want to bring up again. And, and 37, yeah. 37 guys uh, were indicted for uh, 30, 37 people involved in the horse racing industry were indicted uh, for yeah. drugging horses over the last uh, years, and they were, they were indicted a few days ago. But that's not going to play a role on this show because you really can't talk about anything much about except the uh, corona deal. And, uh, again, uh, folks, uh, if you can email us at uh, sportsfred at AOL.com, sportsfred at AOL.com. He's Tom Holforth of the Los Angeles Times and Sports Business Journal and L.A. Business Journal. By the way, you can hear us on uh, go to Believe on all the apps, including TuneIn. So go to uh, Sports uh, Business, Sports Business Media, and go to TuneIn, and uh, you can listen to us in case you missed part of it. You might want to hear it twice. If you want to hear it twice, you can do it that way, by go- or as many times as you want, just simply by going to Believe, B-L-E-A-V, B-L-E-A-V, I believe in L.A. Sports, B-L-E-A-V, and uh, go to TuneIn, uh, one of my favorite apps, and uh, we go on from there. But, you know, if... if uh, the tournament had not been closed down. Uh, I was going to ask you a question, Tom Olfarth, and uh, in all sincerity, if Mick Cronin is the Pac-12 Coach of the Year, how bad was the Pac-12? <laughs> Obviously, yes. I, I, I was interested to see how few teams actually were going to get in, um, because winning the Pac-12 was no chest-thumping thing to do, and Oregon was the only top 25 team in the latest poll. So uh, Oregon was easily, I think, going to walk away with this. And UCLA would probably have to win the tournament. In in some cases, Stanford would have had to win the tournament to get in because they had to play in, probably. But I, I don't understand how the Pac-12 was thinking they could get seven teams in compared to everybody else. And, it, again, it falls into... What happens, like with the with the with the Big West, or not the Big West, the, uh, the the Mountain West, where San Diego State lost to Utah State, so now they have to take both those teams. So when you're taking two teams, you know the WCC might have happened the same way, except they're probably going to take three teams anyway because BYU and St. Mary's is, was also pretty high ranked. But it was also it's always dependent on what the other 
smaller leagues do or how things fall into place with there and how they just nibble away at all those last spots. And, and I didn't think UCLA or USC, the way they were playing, well, UCLA, the way they were playing in the last few weeks, losing to USC, I think, was uh, was kind of an accident. I think they should have won that game, too. But, but it would have been interesting to see what UCLA did in the tournament as far as it could get, get and then see how that would have translated. But, you know, how are we going to look at this 10 years from now? That's the interesting thing is, is with all these things either vacated or, you know, they're going to have this notation tournament canceled because of virus. You know, it's it's going to be a weird thing. This is like a an ESPN 30 for 30 that we're living through right now and don't really know how to how to grasp. And that, and that was kind of what I did for the LA Times this week. I did a review about this HBO documentary that's out right now about the USC women's basketball yeah. from the 1980s, which I covered when I was a student at the school. And again, I'm covering these games and, and doing features on Cheryl Miller and the McGee twins and Linda Sharp, the coach. I have no idea what kind of history they're making until you see how it evolved and how it changed the game and how the WNBA came 10 years after that, not just right away. Cheryl Miller blows out her knee and she can't compete overseas. So when we're living through history, we don't get to actually see it on a, on a, on a compacted media presentation like we did with this HBO special, which is kind of nice to look at now and reflect, yeah, that was a really cool thing to see happen. And now what's happening now is, is, is a documentary in the making for down the road. And, and how are we going to react? How, how do we want to be remembered for the way we reacted here? And I think all these things shutting down is way better than if we are going to look at this 10 years from now and say, oh, we should have done this. We should have done that. We could have done that. We didn't. No, I agree with you. We we have to be safe. But the one sport that uh, hits me the hardest is the NCAA basketball tournament. 80 years. Absolutely. Uh, uh, the Oregon uh, big trees, big firs from 1939. Uh, so there's yeah. 80, 80 uh, NCAA yeah. tournaments, UCLA winning yeah. 11. So for me, that's the one that's closest to my heart. And so last night, instead of watching the Pac-12 tournament uh, and whatever, I actually watched uh, four episodes of the Waltons on uh the the Hallmark, the Hallmark Channel. I was so, I was so confused here. It a was honestly Waltons. Yeah, definitely a different Waltons. It made the show made sense. Um, <laughs> no, the show was great. You know, it's interesting that I I saw the original Waltons in the early seventies, and they took a break, and then uh, they came back like in nineteen eighty. And I yeah. never really I never really watched those. Uh, John Boy. Uh, wasn't there anymore. He stayed right. away until they did a couple movies when he came back. But the point is, there was an episode I saw last night about a. Uh, you seriously uh, watched this last night? Four straight, eight o'clock, nine o'clock to <laughs> four straight. And, and I actually, then I went to bed and my wife said, uh, why'd you go so, so late? And I said, I got to watch the Waltons. And actually in the bedroom, I tried to watch the 12 to one, but I fell asleep in the middle of it. But anyway, but, but one of the five, one of the five episodes what last night. was this, by the way? Uh, the RFK uh, station? Or no, the uh, Hallmark. For, Hallmark. Uh, wow. Yeah. Folks, if you have DirecTV, it's a uh, five, six, four. But anyways, right. um, last night, um, one of the five episodes was uh, a, la- a Hispanic, uh, Remember now, we're, we're, this is done in 1980, and they're talking about the World War II, 1943, and right. there's this Hispanic war hero uh, who comes uh, to Virginia because uh, his best friend was the wife of uh, Mary Ellen, one of the daughters uh, uh, on the Waltons. And anyways, the point is they fell in love, but uh, also there were some uh, problems in that the uh, people in Virginia didn't like uh, the Hispanic 
the Mexican. And so they got into a battle and the whole situation. They talked, so it's basically a story of racism. And on Thursday, on Wednesday night, I actually saw two episodes. And one was a Jewish kid who was best friends with John Boy. And um, uh, not quite the same situation. But again, they were talking. You know, it, that, that, that show way, way back made, uh, made you think. And um, I didn't get I didn't watch the ones... Uh, after like uh, the mid-70s, but I did uh, watch them in the last few nights on the Hallmark Channel, and my wife's hooked on the Hallmark Channel. But anyway, it doesn't make up for what's happening in this world, but it got me through last night, and it's now 5.18, and so I got three hours to the next uh, Walton on the the Hallmark Channel, Uh, two hours and 42 minutes to be exact, (laughs) until the next one. Folks, uh, this has been... um, I think an interesting no, show. They taught you how to be human and how to act with empathy and respect for people, and that's what a lot of it is lacking today. So, you know, Ralph Wait. Ralph Wait was a uh, very political guy. In fact, I don't remember what year, but one of the years he actually made a speech for Jerry Brown running for president up at, at the convention. Hey, by the way, in our, in our last minute, or so forget the sports for one second. Do you think they're going <laughs> to hold? Think we already have. <laughs> do you think they're going to hold the Democratic convention? I'm quite serious. How can they hold? Oh, it is. Uh, what el- what else are we not going to have? I mean, they've canceled the Long Beach Grand Prix today. Again, another thing canceled. But yeah, if you're looking at major public gatherings, well, you know that's going to be when in July, July, August, July. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't think they could make it any sort of guess at this point. But I think you have to be hopeful it will happen. But if it doesn't. I, you know, it's it's it just means things are not good. So, uh, yeah, you've got to look at. Well, obviously, we're going to talk about the Olympics too. Are they even going to have that? So, that's end of July, early August as well in in Tokyo. So, the IOC it's huge. The IOC's indicated they're not going to postpone it. So, yeah. you know, my thought would be, <laughs> you can't unless you're 100 percent certain that the virus yeah. is gone. You can't have it. And no. if I and if I'm an American parent of an American athlete, I don't want my daughter or son to go. End of story. No. I'm not going to put no, them on the no spot. There's no collateral there. damage you None. can see, you can factor into this. There's not uh, like oh we, we can afford to lose ten people. It's you know for the greater good of this event. It's, uh, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> see, he made me laugh a little bit, Tom. I didn't laugh at all today. Uh, honestly, well, I, I want to watch I, the Waltons now. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Did you do you have it on? Uh, we have it on Directv. We just don't have the Dodgers or the Pac-12, but we do have the Waltons. Uh, 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 on Spectrum, do you have the, a couple of Hallmark channels? Because oh, not I, on the... yeah, I watch the Hallmark Channel. My wife watches it every Christmas, so yeah, that's only that's what we have on constantly in December. The same okay, but there, five but there, movies that go over and over. Yeah, but there's a couple of Hallmark channels. You may not be fortunate oh. enough to get the second or third one, which <laughs> I get. Right. On DirecTV, again, who doesn't carry the Dodgers nor the Pac-12. Well, if you get that key key East Coast feed, I can see where you would have an advantage to see these things way before the rest of us do it. And then you can go to bed on time and dream of John Boy. (laughs) Richard Thomas. He was a good actor. He really was. John Boy had some nice-looking sisters back then. We'll just put it that way. No no question about it. Um, (laughs) 
He's Tom Holfarth. I am Fred Wong. You've been listening to Believe Sports Business, Sports Media, Los Angeles. Today, of course, much more than that. Hopefully, we gave you a few laughs because I need some. And yeah. uh, this yeah. has been a dire day, a dire, I don't know, dire couple of weeks. But since yesterday, yesterday was the worst. Wednesday was the worst. And yeah. Tom, you have any final words for the folks right here listening on Believe? Well, I hope you can get a chance to watch the HBO documentary and, and find the story that I wrote about it. Because Cheryl Miller, I talked to her, and she was very pleasant and very emotional. This was kind of a cathartic thing for her. And as we talked last week, the the interview I did with Stan Kroenke is coming up in the L.A. Business Journal that hits the newsstands on Monday, March 16th. And that, to me, is, is one of the best uh, experiences I've had in doing journalism with with just talking to a person who you don't get to talk to very often. So I just want to remind you that that's coming up out there as well as being online. I believe they're going to make that accessible online. So always something going on. And, you know, you you try to just keep your head down and keep working and, and hopefully, you know, take care of your older parents if they're still around. Take care of uh, your older priests and people in your neighborhood. Just watch out for them. Just now. Offer to go do their grocery swarm. Just, just take care of everybody right now. By the way, take a look at Costco. It's impossible. Oh my God! Oh. It's it's impossible. You want to see a sitcom happening in in live time? That's it's insane. It's insane oh. what people prioritize and then have a fight over in front of their kids. <laughs> if this thing, if this if this virus goes away next year, count on Larry David, curb your enthusiasm, doing a great piece on Costco. I don't think there's any question about that. Fred's almost laughing. Tom is laughing. Oh. I hope you enjoyed the show, folks. Tom, I stay well, and uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next week right here on Sports Biz, Sports Media Belief. Thank you. And thank you very much, Scott, for putting the show together, and we'll see you around the corner right here on Believe Sports Business, Sports Media Believe. And, again, you can listen to us uh, on TuneIn. Just go to TuneIn and Believe, and then go to uh, Sports Business, Sports Media. And thank you guys and gals for listening. You can email us at sportsfredadeo.com. Back with more next week, unless the world ends, right here on Believe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.